0: There's some people that we meet and we think that's a real person. We can really identify the inner being, the so say of that person. We can sense it. We can sense that the lights are on. And consequently, we have no uh, real issue with attributing reality to to that person as opposed to just their body. But there's other people, of course, that we meet and we can hardly imagine uh, that they can possibly be real, meaning from uh, what they say and what they do. Uh, whether it's of uh, 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 a criminal nature or just uh, of, uh, 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 or not, uh, it's it's very difficult to imagine that, that a person has that vivifying principle to so say inside of them, that they're really real and that it's not just the animated body that's pursuing its impulses and inclinations. So, excuse me, um, is it possible we can ask that... Um, there is a a, 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 a body w- without a person inside of it, to so say, metaphorically speaking, at least meaning we understand that a person is not the same thing as the body. A person can lose his or her hands and feet and, and half a brain and, and face, goodness forbid, for all these things, of course, I'm going to talk about it lightly, uh, but uh, the person will still remain. We can't simply reduce ourselves to something very simple, such as the brain or such as uh, the nervous system, or such as uh, sensations, or whatever else, we sometimes try to reduce ourselves to, to. Frankly speaking, to escape responsibility for our own development. You know, I'm nothing but a bunch of Higgs boson particles. I don't don't worry about me and what I do. But uh, the fact is, we probably we really can't reduce ourselves uh, like that. Uh, so consequently uh, it seems logically possible that uh, we can have bodies without there being a person meaning just a, a sack of meat that's animated according to some kind of uh, patterns but there's no real person quote unquote inside there's no, nobody directing it so wh- what's there to such a, a view or such a sentiment that has obviously been uh, uh, discussed in innumerable poems and, and literature and and all kinds of things so we would say that uh, way to think about it, perhaps is that it is true that to 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 step into the light of of consciousness to so say uh, where we are aware of our own self where where we 're leading with our intellect and not simply with our lower inclinations where we're able to think uh in any kind of um intelligible way about what it is that we do and how it's leading us to the good. It is true that that is very difficult to do and that's not just standard operating procedure, meaning a person off the street, so to speak. Uh, people on the street can be great <laughs> to use the expression. A person like that is not expected to be uh, in that kind of uh, th- th- that kind of degree of, of advancement of the self because it requires special effort. But here's the the kicker. The kicker is that the proof that even those of us that are very far from being like that, indeed, are people and indeed have the same nature as that everybody, as everybody else, excuse me, is in fact that we degenerate so quickly and so easily. What does that mean? What it means is that we have reason to think that we have a single nature and that when that nature is cultivated properly, when it's led onward correctly, it unfolds in a lofty Desirable way that leads to great results, but that very same nature, when it's, it's not unfolded correctly, when it's not dealt with correctly, it can really lead to, excuse me, some of these outcomes that we don't want in a lot worse. So, for example, um, we know that every single person means good, meaning it's impossible to act. Unless we have a motive to act and the motive can only be that which appeals to us in our context. That's a universal thing. It's not like some people are able to do something for quote unquote no reason. We can't even deny it technically speaking because we would have to have a concept that we're denying. But just to get the gist of it that it's not accurate to say that somebody can do something for no reason or that somebody can do something for the lesser of the reasons that they uh, that they can save of, or, or for a bad reason. Now we all do that which appeals to us in our context. Now what appeals to us uh, varies based on our context, which varies based on our degree of development. So for a little baby, uh, the the parent can't appeal to to the little baby to stop crying by citing his or her needs. For example, hey baby. I'm very tired. You've cried already 20 times this evening. Can you be quiet, please, and let me sleep? That's not going to work. First still because the baby can't understand language, but... Even if the baby could be, in a, say, in an animated film, you could teach a baby to, to parrot the words like a parrot. The baby doesn't have the intellect in order to conceive of the concepts that those words would indicate. For example, to be able to do a little theory of mind, quote-unquote, and, and uh, uh, figure that the parent has a mind, a pa- the parent has a being that is other than my own, and, and then I should care about that being. I should somehow connect the, uh, uh, my parents' being with my own interests. Like These are very complicated operations that the words simply... Indicate the words are not them. Again, if we teach a parrot to say, I love you, it doesn't mean that the parrot loves us. If we teach a parrot to say, I, I've, I'm very much concerned for you, owner, that doesn't mean that the parrot is concerned because there's something behind those words. So we see that we can't appeal like that to the baby, but we can appeal... Uh, via uh, a bottle of milk, via a warm blanket, via rocking and, and soothing noises and things like that. That which appeals to the baby in, in, in his or her context. Now to the child, we can appeal a little bit more, maybe with a toy or with a, a, a threat of timeout. Uh, with a teenager, with the threat of taking the car keys or the internet or something like that. With the adult, now it gets, it gets a lot more varied because if we have been, uh, um, kind of develop correctly, then we're, we're first of all, we're socialized. That's the first step. So we're motivated to conform to basic social norms. For example, not walking down the street uh, naked. But uh, beyond that, if if we have really been raised correctly, we're humanized, meaning we have some awareness of the reality of other people. We've gone at least a couple of steps or we've taken at least a couple of steps towards reducing our own vanity, our own animalistic inwardness. And consequently, that which appeals to us is is a little bit more So human, for example, a human being would think uh, it appeals to me to to help another person, even if the person, you know, doesn't show me great gratitude or I don't feel necessarily emotionally good from it or I don't post it on social media and show how good of a person I am. It just appeals to me because I'm in a more human context. However, obviously, if a person has um, uh, not been individuated correctly, that very same nature that would then unfold in that in that positive context would unfold in a different way, so, for example, we have infinite needs for pride and for self esteem now we, our toes have' been stepped on, our parents didn 't show us the love they didn 't instill in us the confidence or guardians or caretakers or wherever we 're raised All right, so now we have this gaping hole in our with our self esteem and we have that same infinite pride, we have that same infinite need for dignity, and now we need to compensate a psychological demand is created that that, that later needs to be fulfilled. So now it most certainly does not appeal to us to, to go and help another person. That's a bizarre thing. I'm stuck in myself. I'm a ball of vanity. I'm a ball of creatureliness. Now what appeals to me is to exercise my nature in a way that would be considered negative. For example, part of my nature to seek power, to seek the fulfillment of my desires. Normally, if I was more of a human being, I could do it by helping people. I feel powerful uh, by uh, increasing in wisdom, by increasing in humanity. That fulfills my psychological needs. Now I've been put together to so seek differently. So it appeals to me to hurt somebody. It appeals to me maybe uh, to, to assault somebody, to manipulate somebody, to steal from somebody, to be very rude and obnoxious, to drive like a, like an idiot on the road, cutting in front of everybody. Because look at me, I'm the boss of the road. Uh, it appeals to me to make nasty comments to people on the street that I don't think can beat me up. My, that person, that uh, uh, that home-challenged individual, they look weak, so you know I can talk smack to them. Hey, you know I eat pieces of dirt like you for breakfast. I mean <laughs> that kind of stuff. So we see that the mechanism is the same. It appeals to the person. That's what gives them motivation. That's what that's what's a cause for them. It's just that due to the person's psychological superstructure, to so say, due to their context, the stuff that appeals to them is not what we would consider positive. It's not going to lead to the person's highest good. Now I continue on this way. I can track myself further. Now the world hates me. I hate the world. Uh, now I'm totally a slave to my impulses and inclinations and my pathologies and my conflicts. Now that's a super amount of pain. I turned to something, perhaps to a substance, perhaps to more abuse and more and negative relationships with other people because I want to feel even more powerful and in control. Now I'm in jail. Now I've now I'm out after 20 years. I have no skills. I, I don't know how to do anything. Now I, so I recommit a crime. I'm back in jail. So we see a life ends up like this: uh, a, a really destitute, uh, tortured. Miserable uh, animalistic existence, and yet it was that very same nature that, uh, in a different circumstance, ended up in the highest degrees of humanity and saintliness and all of that kind of stuff. So, that's a very interesting thing, and uh, it's worth taking into account because the fact is that we, excuse me, when we um, are just looking at the outer at the outer sign, excuse me, we can easily. Uh, be deceived here, and we can suppose that when we encounter a person like this, this person has a fundamentally different nature. This person doesn't have that principle of of uh, of existence that somebody else has. But we see the very proof that they do is that is, is the fact that they're not just cool with being complete bums, right? Oh yeah, you know, I'm a, I have all of these uh, th- these issues. I'm a nothing and a nobody to myself, but I'm I'm okay with just. Uh, uh, with just being a very nice person, and that's not how it works, right? That the, 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 that nature then, or that that psychological superstructure, compels for compensation. That very nature compels us to to then be destructive. So that's the proof that we're the very same internally. The essence is the same as the highest person, even when we're dealing with the lowest person. All right? So we see again, we're or we're dealing, for example, now we're not such an extreme example, not with a mega criminal, uh, but um, we're dealing just with a a, a, a regular individual that uh, is very that has no anim- evident, intelligible kind of animating uh, substance. I and mean, then we see some people that they're driven, they're, they're motivated, they're doing different things in life. Uh, and, and now we see somebody that, that that's not like that. So we think, man, man that this, uh, there's something fundamentally missing to this person. Maybe they're just not really a person. Maybe they're just a body, right? And yet we see these very same uh, individuals like this. Uh, let's say now there's some kind of, um, as there's always been, there's some kind of movement, there's some kind of social movement, some kind of political movement. What happens? Who are the first individuals that are recruited to these kinds of things? Those very individuals that were doing absolutely nothing and that we could hardly make out that they're, they're, uh, they're, they're alive. And I think, oh, I don't care. I don't know. I have no ambition. I, eh, what, what's your goal? I don't have any goals. I'm just uh, trying to make it day by day. You know, I like to, you know, watch some videos on my phone every evening and then like work on my job for the minimum wage and, and I don't want anything else. And yet, as soon as there's some kind of movement, who's the person? That's the very person that goes. So that's a further proof that they have the same nature as as the highest conqueror, as the highest genius, as the highest, most energetic person, it's just suppressed. It's just repressed. And then when there's an opportunity for that, for example, now I can feel bigger by connecting with something. I can uh be a part of something bigger than myself. Now I won the lottery. I won a, an inheritance. All of a sudden, boom, the whole picture changes. So basically an answer we can give that's a little bit, um, kind of uh abstract or artistic or whatever not so precise like two plus two is four but an answer we can give is that we would say that it's inconceivable that anybody has a qualitatively different nature than anybody else but the the patterns of individuality vary tremendously uh, obviously from uh uh, individuals that we can hardly make out the again, that the fact that they're alive to, to kind of world uh, beaters, world historical people like Napoleon or like Julius Caesar, uh, that, uh, are, you know, can't, you can't get enough of life. So it varies tremendously, but the nature is the same. And, uh, we would say, and consequently, in principle, in theory, there's always hope to resuscitate, uh, a, a person and to bring out that, that colonel. That connection with truth that we would suppose that every single person has on, on some level to bring it out and, and to begin to make it continue to uh, to grow and to develop. Meaning, again, we understand that the person is alive at some point in, in deep in, in his or her psyche. To so say, there's some kind of connection, even if it's a tiny little string, to reality, to truth. Otherwise, the person would be dead. So, some kind of truth the person has to, excuse me. Be in possession of, I mean, at least the truth of, excuse me, of um, of uh, what it takes to survive, to, to eat and to drink. And right? if there's not even that, then maybe the person in a comatose state. But uh, if a person is alive and they're, they're feeding themselves and all that, at least they have that little bit of truth. And, and and the way that we advance in the world, the way that we move ahead in our stature as a human being is we uh, as internalize and realize more and more truth. For example, uh, now I just have the truth of my impulses and inclinations. I want to eat. I want to drink. But now I have the truth of my job to create service to other people. Now I have the truth of taking care of my family. Now I have the truth of taking care of the community. And uh, again, to to bring it up and up, eventually the the, the world historical figures. Now I have the truth of being a conqueror of all of Europe. Now I have the truth of of figuring out how the universe works, like Albert Einstein or something. Now I have the truth of of, of directing a symphony like a great composer or a musician. Now I have the truth of, uh, of, uh, depicting reality in a, in a high artistic way such as the artist. So I understand that uh, we, it's a process of realizing truth and, and the individuals that we can't, can hardly, that we hardly suppose are alive have assimilated very, very rude. Very, very little, excuse me, truth, where it's just a little kernel, but we hold that the nature is the same, and somewhere there's a connection with truth, and in principle and in theory, if a person can be shocked, it might require like one of those things when a person's heart stops, what's it called the um you put the the electrodes or whatever, and it it shocks the the person's heart hopefully and and gets it going, so it might require something like that some some kind of extreme measure, but we can we would say that. Uh, nonetheless, that the reality holds universally. And we, uh, we value and take into account individuality and individual development, most certainly. There's no way around that. While at the same time, recalling that the innermost matter, the innermost nature is the same, as far as we can tell at this time. So we can think about it. Thank you for listening.